morning, good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, for the Lord truly is good and he's greatly to be praised. So good to have all of you on our uh, FCS uh, Zoom call this morning. Uh, it's, it's really amazing to I forgot about that June. That June, we do have a lot of birthdays and uh, and um, anniversaries in this month. It's the right time, you know. You know, they June they turn eighteen and they they get married, you know. <laughs> so that's a great thing. Congratulations to you all uh, as you celebrate uh, each other from anywhere from 22 to 36 years. That's that's a number of years of commitment and we certainly uh, applaud all of you. Uh, today, uh, we're going to look at uh, a lesson out of Ezra uh, and uh, Ezra chapter six, verses 13 through 22. Our golden text this morning will be read by none other than Minister Harriet Brown on this 26th day of June, 2022. Minister Brown. All right. Thank you, Deacon Sneed, for your kind words. And I'll be reading Ezra 6.14. And the elders of the Jews build it, and they prospered through the prophesying of Haggai, the prophet, and Zechariah, the son of Ido. And they build, they build it, and finished it according to the commandment of the God of Israel. What an appropriate verse. Amen. Read by Minister Harriet Brown. To return and build what was started so many years ago. This one's for you, Harriet. Thank you. Others have entitled our lesson, The Service of Godly Leaders. The Service of godly leaders. We have talked about and seen and viewed the calls of various uh, figures of, of, of great renown in the Bibles. Uh, uh, Samuel and Isaiah, and we heard the lament of Asaph, each showing us what happens in a call. But this morning, uh, I asked you to kindly consider with me, uh, as I did during the week, uh, how does this lesson fit? Because there are some names, but there is no specific call. Ah, but if you listen carefully, you will hear a call. Because that call is a call for the crowd. It is a group call. You, you, you know, it's not a conference call, but it is a group call. And what do you do when you're part of a group that has been called of God to do something and there seems to be no uh, 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 will to do. There seems to be no activity 
toward what God has called you to do. What, what, what do you do when you're in that, in that group? And uh, those of us, uh, uh, including uh, Minister Brown, ha have been a part of that call uh, and especially the call for building. It, it is a group call and it is, it is, it is tenuous, uh, uh, Sister Thompson, to get people hooked into a group call and, and to get the momentum that you need in order to uh, perfect or enact the group call. And when there's a group call, because we don't listen individually to, to, to attentively to the call, it can get lost and inactivity will occur. For years, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the temple uh, had been in ruins and had been destroyed and there was an attempt started uh, to uh, 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 rebuild this temple, the temple of God. God had commanded, you can write that word down, uh, you note takers, God command, God command that the temple be rebuilt. And so that is a call. That was a group call. He called, it was like a commander's call for you military folk. He called the group together and he said, go rebuild the temple. And at first, they were, they were happy to do it. But for somehow, because some way, obstacles got in the way. Somehow, uh, 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 forces, enemies came against the children of Israel. And they just stopped building. But if you remember, Sister Pillow, Minister Brown, God commanded the inactivity that we will read about uh, in those first few chapters of Ezra. And in and, and verse five, there is an attempt to start rebuilding the temple. And enemy forces come against and says, why do you guys have the permission to build the temple? And, 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 and they said, well, well, first of all, uh, uh, remember old King Cyrus? He made a decree that, that we could build the temple. And it is, it, isn't it amazing that whoever God calls, he not only equips, but he has set in provisions that will enable that, that call come to fruition. Cyrus, the king, when the temple was started, declared, made a decree, wrote it down and said, don't mess with these people. Let them build the temple to their God. And as a matter of fact, you will use your resources in order to help them build. Now, isn't that amazing? That right there is enough to shout you, uh, Minister Brown, because it says that no matter what has happened over all the years, that the enemies 
of your call have come against you, but God sustained you through that entire period and now has made a provision for you in this time, but that provision is always connected to his original call. Y'all don't hear me this morning. Y'all don't hear me this morning, but I know you're ready to go on vacation. I know you're just anxious to get into to worship this morning. But 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 when you enter, for those of you that are going in the sanctuary and even those that are joining by Zoom, when you enter that 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 place of worship this morning, think about this lesson: that there were people that were called to build, and for years. Various forces were against that building. But yet God had commanded. And so he used external forces. He used governmental forces to bring that call into fruition. But the call was still to the people of God. The command was to the people of God. Brother Moten, if you would, right quick, read three verses for me this morning, because I am ready to share with you what we need to do when there's a group call, when it's not individual, when it's a group call, when you're part of a body. Brother Moten, 13, 14, and 15. And according to the words sent by Darius the king, Tatanei, the governor of the province beyond the river, Shethar Bosnia. And their associates did with all diligence what Darius the king had ordered. And the elders of the Jews built and prospered through the prophesying of Haggai, the prophet, and Zechariah, the son of Edom. They finished their building by decree of the God of Israel and by decree of Cyrus and Darius, not Xerxes, king of Persia. And this house was finished on the third day of the month of Adar, in the sixth year of the reign of Darius the king. All these years of doing nothing, of complaining about your obstacles. I can't do this. They won't let me do this. We, we can't say this. We can't go there. We can't buy this nail. We can't uh, 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 construct this building. The king, the king had already authorized you to build. And here's what he said, Brother Davis. The King Cyrus says, if anybody comes against you in your attempts to build the house of God, I'll tear down their, hand, their houses with my bare hands and I'll use the lumber to build lynching platforms for them. God commanded it, but I want you to notice something. All these kings that Brother Moton just mentioned, from Cyrus to Xerxes, all authorized what God had commanded. Because ultimately, God is the sovereign ruler. God gives the command. The only thing the government can do is authorize. Oh, y'all don't hear me? You, you worried about something that the government says is authorized or not authorized? God 
has commanded certain things. He will use even his enemies to bring his commandments. Oh, you're going to obey either willingly or unwillingly. But what God has set before you, the call that he set before you, you've got to do it. Stop all this shucking and jiving and crying and complaining about what you can't do. God has commanded what you will do. And the enemies, the voices of your enemies, they will terrify you. They will tell you, you can't do it. You ain't got no business doing this. Who authorized you to do this? Whenever you're on a call that you know God has made to you, you can always answer in, in this manner. You authorize me to do this, but God has commanded that I do it. And God takes precedent every time. God will make a way for you out of nowhere. He'll put you in places that you ain't supposed to be because he called you there. He'll have you doing things that people said that you would never be able to do. They'll never accept that. The issue is you've got to stop listening to the voices that say no. And you've got to listen to the voice that says, yes, you will go. Even on a group call, even when it's a body of people that are called, because the moment that the enemy started complaining, they thought they were doing something, Sister Davis, that would stop the efforts. Oh, y'all read it when you get a chance. Back then in, in chapter five, especially, they went, Brother Davis, to the king saying, you know what, uh, can you search your records to, to, to disprove uh, this truth? Because they knew one thing, if a king had authorized it, if a king had put it in writing, it could not be changed. Here we're in another king's, the succeeding king's reign. They go back on a dare to research some records that confirmed exactly what those folk that were in the group, the folk that were called said. They said, God told us to build a temple. God told us how to build the temple. And we're going to build it. And the king, the new king, said, oh, by the way, you, you two that were trying to stop this, you, Mr. Governor, you, 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 you the governor of the uh, Providence over there at uh, Trans-Euphrates, west of the Euphrates, you, you'll take your resources and you'll help these people build this temple. Ah, uh, isn't that beautiful? God will take your enemies and have them help you and support you in the things that he's called you to do. Ah, 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 Terry, but we don't see something else. They started rebuilding the temple and it was completed. But notice what they did in verses uh, 16 and 17. And the people of Israel, the priests and the Levites, and the rest of the returned exiles celebrated the dedication of this house of God with joy. They offered at the dedication of this house of God 100 bulls, 
200 rams, 400 lambs, and as a sin offering for all Israel, 12 male goats, according to the number of the tribe of Israel. I'm sorry, Brother Bolton. I, 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 it took a lot just to keep me from cutting you off there. Do y'all see it? Think it we, we, we've had this lesson one time before in, in uh, uh, the quarter before about the need to dedicate those things that God has allowed us to accomplish. Whether, whether it be a building, whether it be our work, whether it be our children, our families, it should be dedicated. It says that the building was completed and then the children of Israel. And you know what was interesting here? For years, Deacon Newsom, people had thought that it only pertained to Judah and Benjamin. That that that, that was so it, it only uh, uh, consisted of two of the 12 tribes because 10 of them were lost. But 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 right here it shows that. All of the tribes were represented in this dedication. That, that's one thing that the dedication shows. It'll bring a lot of people together that you didn't think were together. A whole bunch of people will show up for church dedication. They, they, they show up and, 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 and dedicate a baby. Say, announce, give full announcement, you know, dedicate a baby. A whole bunch, church attendance tends to go up those days, Brother Bold because there's a dedication, because here it is, it's saying that that which God has provided, that which God has forgiven, has given, is now set aside, dedicated for him in an act of pure worship. The dedication of instruments, buildings, resources, whatever, should always be accompanied with worship. It's a way of showing God how grateful we are. They finished the building that said could not be built. Let me share an interesting thing about this building also before we go on to the dedication because you can see Solomon built this great temple. Great, huge, Magnificent, none can compare. The rebuilding of the temple, it was not as large. But, but hey, you don't have to start small, smiling. You, you, you hey, you, you don't have to. Mr. Harry, the building that you go to may not be as large, but let me show you something that's shown in these verses right here. You may not go to a grander temple because none could compare. But, but, but you know what? What God has in store for you is everlasting. The, the, the temple that Solomon built lasted about 400 years. We, we, we know from the historical record, Davies, that, that the, the temple that was rebuilt here lasted over for some 580 years. But, but, but don't even compare the time that the structures actually stood. Look at what happened. 
The same thing happened in the dedication of the first temple as what happened in the dedication of this temple. Worship. <laughs> and you know what? It was on the same scale because the number of bulls that had to be uh, represented, had to be slaughtered, had to be equal to the number of tribes. There were 12 tribes then, there were 12 tribes now. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Worship is powerful no matter what building you're in. Worship is powerful no matter what building you're not in. Dedicated life, dedicated resources in a space equals worship to the God who provides it. Y'all ought to get that this morning. That'll bless you. And it all started with a group call. It wasn't one person. It was a group. It was a Sunday school class. It was a family church school class. Been called. But here's what. We don't listen to God and we hear men. <laughs> we hear men. Their voices are loud. Their, their voices loud all over the country today. They're talking loud, but they're saying nothing. Because if it doesn't line up with God, if it doesn't line up with what God has commanded, they're talking loud, but they're saying nothing. And that's what we hear. We hear the nothingness of their voices, but we don't listen to the assuredness of God's call. Rebuild. Oh, we can. We got enemies. We got obstacles. Oh, thank you, Lord. Now let's give God our very best in the space that he's provided. We've got to ask ourselves, we've got to stop right here and ask ourselves, Terry, why is it that we are always listening for that individual call, but we won't buy into the body call? Where groups of people are called, a group of people are called. Yes, there's an individual call. We've talked about them. We've shown you how to do it. We also showed you are called as God's people to do certain things. God is worthy to be worshiped. And, and, and if you'll notice that, 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 that the prophets that, 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 that Minister Brown talked about in, in verse 14 there were Haggai and Zechariah. These people prospered by these men's preaching. See, and their preaching was an individual call. But what they failed to hear was the group call because for years they did nothing. They sat on what Pastor Brown calls their blessed assurance. But the moment Haggai and Zechariah started now talking to them and saying, you need to do this. You need to do that. And they turned their ear just momentarily 
They heard the right thing. And then God showed them what he could do even through the princes of this world. There was no reason for Cyrus or Darius to ever to authorize the building of this temple. It does not make sense. And, 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 and later on, Artaxerxes is, uh, is mentioned, but he is more uh, connected with the rebuilding of the wall. But you gotta, you gotta realize that when you have this call, there are blessings in this call for God's people. It says that God's people prospered. They prospered, now they had a place that they could go and they could worship God. And so they dedicated this building. They dedicated this space. And so in asking the question, why is it that, that, that we're missing out on our call? Some has suggested this, and I think it's quite appropriate. We're in the right position. but we may not be in the right condition. Uh, uh, let, let, let me explain that. Let, 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 let me just explain that. See, you, you might be in the right place. You're one of God's children. Uh, let, let, I better, it's baseball time. You are a great shortstop. So they say, that's your position. But if you don't get in condition to play shortstop, Gary, you, you won't be a great shortstop for long. If, 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 if your position may be quarterback, but if you don't get in condition, you, you won't be a good quarterback. And so these people were in the right place. They had been bought back, the people out of captivity. Now they are back, they're in the right place but they are not in the right condition. And they're, they're not in the right condition because they have not submitted themselves to the discipline that they've been heard preach by Zechariah and Haggai. I would suggest to you that many of us, even at the church called Resurrection, are in a great position, but our condition needs conditioning. So here we see this dedication. Here we see this dedication. Verse 18, Terry. And they set the priests in their divisions, the Levites in their divisions, for the service of God at Jerusalem, as it is written in the book of Moses. That's really interesting, isn't it? They had church like they used to have it. <laughs> Y'all go on and smile. Y'all smile with me. They, they didn't get all pretentious. They, 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 they didn't get all, you know, smooth and, oh, look what we've done and look at the building and we've got the latest and the greatest this. You know what they did? They set the ministers exactly where the ministers normally sit. And then they set the deacons where they normally sit. And the congregation was all around. The choir was in their right places for worship. They had church the way it's supposed to do be. They didn't have to change nothing. 
if 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 if, if acceptable praise and worship is good at nine o'clock from God, if God says this is good and acceptable, why you want to change it at ten? Because see, there's no improvement in worship. Worship is worship. God is either worth something or he's not worth anything. And what it says is that when they got the new building, they didn't act differently. They continued to do church. Oh, and, and you know what? Just by doing it, it was elevated. Because they're talking about the joy. They, they're saying this place was packed out. That, that, that they were doing their thing. Because everybody was in the right place. They prepared their hearts for worship. And guess what? That's what they did. Terry, take us out. Verse 19 and 20. On the 14th day of the first month, the returned exiles kept the Passover. For the priests and the Levites had purified themselves together. All of them were clean. So they slaughtered the Passover lamb for all the returned exiles, for their fellow priests, and for themselves. All right, 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 right there. Before we close out, verse 19, they kept the Passover upon the 14th day, on the day that it was supposed to be done. Oh, I'm bogan. You don't, don't start laughing yet. Don't start laughing yet. Because I ain't got there yet. <laughs> Curtis, I'm, I'm telling you. On the 14th day, they had church. <laughs> they dedicated the temple. They did not postpone it for any reason. You said, well, Bruce Lee, what are you talking about? Well, verse 20. It says that it happened on that day. And it happened on that day because all the priests, all the Levites, the people were purified. They were sanctified. They were clean. Their hearts were ready for worship on that day. And you say, Brother well, why is that so important? It's important, Brother Davis, because just a few Sundays back, they were not having worship. Just a, a few years back, they weren't having worship because uh, on some occasions, the day that worship should have occurred, guess what? The priests weren't purified. <laughs> the Levites weren't purified. Now, we're going to cancel church because you're not purified. During the reign of Hezekiah, this, this, this feast was postponed on many occasions because they were not right. But here it says, God bought them back, bought them through all of that and said, no postponement here. Your hearts have been set right. Your condition is ready. You're in the right position and you're in the right condition for worship. And they worship on the day that it was supposed to. They didn't keep moving the day. 
You don't need to postpone worship days. You need to worship. Because if you're in the right position, in the right condition, no matter what's going on, worship should occur. 21-22, Terry. It was eaten by the people of Israel who had returned from exile, and also by everyone who had joined them and separated itself from the uncleanness of the peoples of the land to worship to the Lord, the God of Israel. And they kept the Feast of Unleavened Bread seven days with joy, for the Lord had made them joyful and had turned the heart of the king of Assyria to them, so that he aided them in the work of the house of God, the God of Israel. <laughs> we show you not only that they worship. Ezra here leaves you with why they worship. It says, first of all, he tells you who? Everybody. It's a wonderful thing when folk have set their heart for worship because they know what God has done for them. They know the call that God has put on their lives. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, y'all, y'all, some, some, some folks shouldn't even go to church today. After saying what I just said, some folks shouldn't even go. Because there's some folk that are gonna realize from this lesson today, God's been too good for me not to just to act a pure fool in this house to show you how good he is to me. I, I mean, we, we may go and, and, and I'm gonna tell you, if y'all, if, if Harriet Brown is there and she's acting up, just let her act up and say, well, you know, bless her. We know that the Lord has done this. The Lord has put us in a position that we are back together again. Let's dedicate it all to him. Let's worship him. All of us. Let our, all of our hearts be right. All of us were on the group call. We all put our hands to the plow and we build it. We build it in exactly the way God said do it. We dedicated it. And now we're giving him worship. All of us. Because we're in the right position and the right condition? Oh, that's a beautiful thing. This, this group call is a lot better than what we think. I know some of you probably thought, well, I ain't too much up on the group call because I just do whatever the leader says do. No, God has called you to do it. And when he's called you to do it, he's called us to do it. It's us that's worshiping. You can't say this is their church. This is our church. This is God's house. And it says that God has given us the perfect gift. He's given us the perfect position. He's given us the perfect condition to offer up worship. And these folk did it. They went wild. And it says that it was God. Now listen to this. God gave them the motivation to do it. He gave him the call. He gave him the motivation to do it. He made provisions through uh, uh, the, the civil government to bring it to fruition. And then he gave them joy to worship. <laughs> y'all don't get it. Y'all ain't, Brother Brown would say, y'all don't know when to shout. <laughs> Let me tell you. It's all about God. 
ain't about us. It's all about his call. It's not about your call. It's about his call. He has made a call. He has made a commandment. And there are those that will have to authorize it. But guess what? He's controlling them too. They'll authorize it. Can no one stop you from doing what God has called you to do? Verse 22. And they kept the feast an unleavened bread seven days with joy. Because the king's heart, the president, Governor Abbott said you could not do it. President Biden said, I, 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 I don't know if you should be able to do it. But guess what? The Lord spoke to me. And we're going to do it this way. That, that's what we're talking about. Two men who been should have been perfectly aligned, God turns one of them's heart toward the call that he's made in your life. He's made the provision, and you can't help but do anything but give him where he also, he turned the kings, and he gave you the strength. He turned the king's heart, and he gave you strength. Whatever God has called you to do, he will equip you to do it. He will make provisions for you to do it. He will give you the strength to do it. And that strength will issue forth into the joy of the Lord. That's all I got for you today. See you in worship.